Hello and welcome to Books by Old Dead Guys. I'm Scott. And I'm David. And you are listening to episode number 32. 32 episodes of Richard Baxter's Reformed Pastor. Man, praise the Lord that you have made it this far. Mm. We're thankful that you're spending the time. It has been, I really enjoyed this. I make a lot of it. This has been a lot of fun for me to read this book this way. Yeah. It forces you to sit and listen to sections at a time. Think about it. So, David, will you catch us up to where we are? Yeah, so the last couple of episodes, so we talked about uh, doing the work of pastoring reverently. We talked about that it is a spiritual work. And then last time we talked about the importance of desiring to see fruit in your work, the importance of uh, moving towards a goal, wanting to see fruit in your people. Uh, and then we talked about... Uh, just our own insufficiencies. We talked about our need for a deep dependence on Christ, that we constantly are dependent upon him. And we talked about um, just how that is just constantly the case, not just in ministry, but also in every vocation, in every season of life, in every person's life. We are constantly dependent on Christ. And so that brings us to where we are. Yep. So, Scott, if you'll take us away. I will. This is our last section before section three, where we'll talk about motives. So here we go. Point 15. Having given you these concomitants of our ministerial work as singly to be performed by every minister, let me conclude with one other that is necessary to us as we are fellow laborers in the same work. And that is this. We must be very studious of union and communion among ourselves, and of the unity and peace of the churches that we oversee. We must be sensible how needful this is to the prosperity of the whole, and strengthening of our common cause, the good of the particular members of our flock, and the further enlargement of the kingdom of Christ. And therefore, ministers must smart when the church is wounded, and be so far from being the leaders in divisions that they should take it as a principal part of their work to prevent and heal them. Day and night should they bend their studies to find out means to close such breaches. They must not only hearken to motions for unity, but propound them and prosecute them, not only entertain and offer peace, but even follow it when it flieth from them. They must, therefore, keep dose to the ancient simplicity of the Christian faith and the foundation and center of Catholic unity. They must abhor the arrogancy of them that frame new engines to rack and tear the Church of Christ under the pretense of obviating errors and maintaining the truth. The scripture of sufficiency must be maintained, and nothing beyond it imposed on others. And if papists or others call to us for the standard and rule of our religion, it is the Bible that we must show them rather than any confessions, churches, or writings of men, we must learn to distinguish between certainties and uncertainties, necessaries and unnecessaries, Catholic verities and private opinions, and to lay the stress of the church's peace upon the former, not upon the latter. We must avoid the common confusion of speaking of those who make no difference between verbal and real errors, and hate that madness formerly among theologians who tear their brethren as heretics before they understand them. And we must learn to see the true state of controversies and reduce them to the very point where the difference lieth and not make them seem greater than they are. Instead of quarreling with our brethren, 
We must combine against the common adversaries. And all ministers must associate and hold communion and correspondence and constant meetings to these ends. And smaller differences of judgment are not to interrupt them. They must do as much of the work of God in unity and concord as they can, which is the use of sentence, not to rule over one another and make laws, but to avoid misunderstandings and consult for mutual edification and maintain love and communion and go on unanimously in the work that God hath already commanded us. And the ministers of the gospel been men of peace and of Catholic rather than factious spirits, the church of Christ had not been in the case it is now. Mm. The nations of Lutherans and Calvinists abroad and the different parties here at home would not have been plotting the subversion of one another, but remain at that distance and in that uncharitable, uncharitable bitterness, nor strengthen the common enemy and hinder the building and prosperity of the church as they have done. Mm. So the importance of unity, mm -hmm. unity among pastors, unity among churches, unity among people who disagree, unity uh, in keeping the first things first, mm -hmm. you know, in, in differentiating between what is what is most important, what is critical to the faith, and what are people's opinions, what are things that we hold secondarily and down through the line, what are things that we can... Uh, and disagree on and still hold faith together? What are things that we cannot disagree on and cannot hold faith with people who do? Man, that's, right. uh, I think it's just such a, only, it's such a fitting way to end. It is. A chapter on that. It is. You know, that, that in order to remember, man, as you do all of these things, the pastor's work is a work of unity. The pastor's work is to maintain unity among the members, to not let them be be divided. Do not let the the enemy divide them right. among th about things that ought not divide them. Well, especially because we're talking about you know, as Baxter breaks up the section, this is the 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 manner of the oversight. How do we do the work of ministry? The answer is we do the work of ministry, understanding that we are all under one king, and it is one kingdom, mm. right? Like, so we we minister in the south, and here. Uh, there are, we live in a county in, in a state that has legitimately, last I checked, the highest concentration of churches per square mile in the United States of America. Nobody has more churches than we do. We, we win. We win. <laughs> the problem being, the problem being, <laughs> all of those, you know, it, it, it becomes very easy in a community like that where, where the gospel is assumed. Mm -hmm. You know, in our community, everybody's a Christian. I say that totally sarcastic. I mean, because we're all from here, we're all Southern, we all eat fried chicken, and, you know, therefore we must, and we're all Baptists, therefore we must all be going to heaven when we die. But even in that, there's this competition mm. of of trying to to posture ourselves in such a way that people are more inclined to come to our church, not the church down the street. When in reality, when we begin to look at things through spiritual eyes, man, I, I care that you're in the kingdom. You know, I, I care that the kingdom of God is advancing. And even if it's not advancing through the numerical growth of my own church, if I can look around and see other churches where God is at work, that shouldn't create jealousy in my heart. It should create joy. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And yet, here we sit. 
a jealous folk often. You know, looking around, there there are there are in our community, there are a lot there are a lot of churches. There are a lot, and 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 Baxter is in no way advocating for people to follow heretical teaching. He's not. He's not advocating for you to follow things that are completely contrary to the gospel. And it's worth noting, if you're reading along with us, or you've heard him say a couple of times in here the word Catholic, Mm -hmm. he doesn't mean like Roman Catholic Church. The Roman Catholic Church stole the word Catholic. The word Catholic means universal, Mm -hmm. right? So um, uh, what's the creed? I believe God, Father, Almighty, Maker of Heaven, Jesus Christ, and our Lord, Apostles' Creed. Yes, I believe in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Catholic Church, you'll read that. Man, that does not mean that we're all Catholics like the Roman Catholic Church. It means we believe that there's one universal church. Now, that universal church manifests itself on earth through the local church. We are congregationalist, and that's what that means, is that we believe that the kingdom manifests itself through individual local congregations of churches who have in and of themselves the autonomy to direct themselves as they see fit for the advancement of the kingdom, so long as that is under the authority of the Scripture. But when you see Baxter use the word Catholic, he's not talking about Roman Catholic. He's saying all these things. That word, you can just replace that word with universal or global or whatever you want to at any point in there. But that's really what he's getting after. However, there is a word that I would like to point out because it is fitting that we should end section two with the Puritan word of the day. The Puritan word of the day today is concomitant. Concomitant. He came right out the box with the first line with concomitant. Having given you these concomitants of our ministerial work. So, so, tell me, what is a concomitant? Well, I'm very glad you asked, David. Concomitant is a phenomenon that naturally accompanies or follows something. Hmm. So, having given you these phenomenon that naturally accompanies or follows our ministerial work. Mm. That's what I mean. You can impress your friends at work today Mm. by talking about concomitance. It's a phenomenon that naturally accompanies or follows something. Man, I'm trying to figure out how to use that word. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't know if you could impress your friends or just like... I got it. Oh, I got it. Are you ready? I'm ready. Heartburn is a natural concomitant to me eating too many buffalo wings. Mm. Wow. I'm glad I have this one. (laughs) 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 Concomitant. Okay. This has been your Puritan Puritan word of the day. Hey, you wait till we can afford sound effects on this show. We're going to really, really do it to you. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I don't have to make my own sound effects. But in all honesty, you know, it it is a fitting place for him to land the plane on how we do the work of ministry because we do it together. You know, I mean, I can... I've heard, of, I've heard of and know of churches where not only are churches not willing to cooperate with one another, staff members within churches are not willing to cooperate with one another. Mm. And man, I mean, it's just, you know, what, what, is, what does Jesus say? A king divided will not stand. You know, and so, yeah, there's one king and it's not me, it's not you, it's Jesus. And that's who we follow. That's, that's who we chase after. And so I think, I think it is fitting to kind of end with that picture of we're all called to do this work together. Yeah.
Which is why in our church, uh, when we'd have our corporate prayer time, we intentionally pick a church that is not our church, that is close by, and we pray for them. Like, really, pray for their good, pray for the gospel to be preached, pray for their pastors to be protected. We pray, you know, we pray for them because this is what, this is the kind of culture we want to create where if somebody, you know, if someone from another church desires or calls and asks us for help, we go, Sure, let's go. We go over and help them not to the, not for any other reason than to see the kingdom of heaven advance. That's, that's what we want to do. Mm. And it's really hard. Uh, and it requires intention. You got to do it on purpose. So, yeah, well, there you go. Section two is done. Section two is behind us. Now we're getting ready in, to get into section three, the motives by which we are to take heed of the flock. So, mm. I, you know, Baxter hits us with like these, <laughs> these big bricks on the manner. Boy, wait till the motives. That's how it was in chapter one. Motives was a section where you and I, every time one of us read, the other one of us would go, oh. Yes, we look forward to more groaning. Yeah. Maybe even weeping and gnashing of teeth. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but man, what, what a joy to read this book together. Well, that's really well. I've, all we've got for this time, a little yeah. bit short, but we were a little bit long last time. So yeah. Yeah. you're welcome. It does. Yeah. It does. Thank you again for spending the time to listen as we read this together. Man, we really do enjoy this, and we'd love it if you share it with your friends, with others who may benefit from something like this. Uh, we are, as far as I'm aware, as I'm aware, on every podcast outlet we can find except for Apple. We're still waiting on them. So Apple, if you're listening. We'd really like to be on Apple Podcasts. Mm. So if you could just go ahead and do something there, that'd be great. All right, friends. Thank you so much. We will talk again soon. Bye.